Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, your weekly podcast where we bring you all the indie games news you guys might care about. We also talk about some sweet uh, indie games over on Kickstarter and we talk about the video game industry in general yeah it's exciting i am one of your hosts vaughn hyde and as always i'm joined by the big josh boy how you doing today hey yo what's going on man i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i'm pretty fantastic just got off work ate a luna bar and like a piece of jerky it was exciting wow you're uh really and now i'm drinking mountain dew yeah man you must be so fucking healthy it's quite the diet I'm uh, on, yeah. okay? Like, you'd be surprised. I'm just pythons for arms, just uh, washboard abs. It's, mm. I mean, you can't see me, so you can't mm. fact check that, but man. I'll just have to, I'll just have to believe it. Just, yeah, a, just a guy with really good abs and pythons for arms eating in your, granola bars. Yeah, like, in your imagination, just imagine, like, Brad Pitt, but a ginger. And then it's, like, it's solid. That's exactly what I look like. Mm. That's very believable, huh? Uh, obviously I give that one big hmm. All right, then. Uh, what have you get. been playing this week? Any fun games? I imagine I already know what you've been playing since it came out this week. but uh, No, not yet, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. It's tomorrow. I forgot. It's so close. So close. That's depressing. I know. It is. It really is because I've been just waiting. Like every time I, I, I look for like games that are out there, like for this week, I, ha- I really haven't been playing too much because I don't want to start a new game because I know the minute that Thursday comes around, I'm just going to drop everything and go to SteamWorld Quest. So I've been in this weird like lull of just kind of sitting around and being like, fuck, I want a new game. And then I kind of look and I'm like, ah, no, it's too close. I can't get a new game. So I've really been just playing more Risk of Rain 2, which, goddamn, that's a good game, man. It's so fun. I've just been, <laughs> been playing a lot of that. It's so weird. It's a game where literally it's uh, it, the same thing happens every time. It's like, it's obviously procedurally generated because it's roguelike, but it's generally the same thing. It's always the same levels. It's always the same with a little bit of uh, change up. It's always the same general monsters that you're going to see, but sometimes it's just different ones that show up and different uh, play styles that you have based on the characters you pick and the the drops you get. But like, I feel like I could just play this game forever and I wouldn't get bored. It's just so fun. There's just something about it. And especially because it's, it's really good for co-op. Um, just having, you know, multiple people there with you. I, I don't think I would like it as much if I always played it on my own, but with other people and being able to play that game, it's just, it's a good time. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, and you also don't have to worry about getting too deep into it. 
to like pop into to SteamWorld Quest since it's a roguelike. You just pop in whenever you want. You die. You do whatever. Exactly. I mean, it's a pretty long investment because like once you start to get uh, better at the game, your game times will go longer. And generally, for for the group that I play with, we'll end up going uh, average about an hour, if not longer. So it can get a little bit, you know, like, uh, extensive as far as the play times, depending on what you're doing. Like, it's not something you could just pop in and just be like, oh, I'm just gonna pick it up and put it right down. It's usually an hour investment, but I mean, that's really not that much time. And it's kind of like you said, I don't really need to remember anything about the storyline or anything. It's just, you get in, you play, you kill things. It's, it's fun. Well, I mean, you should be excited, though. I'm hearing rumblings about SteamWorld Quest. It seems like it's a good freaking game, dude. I know. I'm excited. It seems excited. like it's pretty sweet. I'm, uh, uh-huh. I'm excited. <laughs> For me, I have pretty much... Uh, last week I talked... I like briefly spoke about a game that I was playing. Um, I was playing Zombotron. I was playing it for review mm. for a site that I write for. Um, and it was a game... I mean, I enjoyed it. I gave it, yeah, I, I reviewed it. I gave it a six. Um, it was like, yeah, it was, it's fun for a little while. It's roughly like a five to seven hour experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and I probably enjoyed like maybe two, three hours out of that. Like maybe half of the time I played, I actually enjoyed it. The rest was just kind of tedious. Um, you just the the story is nothing. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> lore wise, like it doesn't. Also, doesn't make any sense. Like you can find small bits of lore throughout the world, but without any like actual touchstones, none of it makes sense. I feel like it's it's kind of like if you hopped into the like middle of the season of a TV show. You don't know what happened before, and you don't know what's going to happen after, but man, does it not make sense at all? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how Zombatron feels. Damn. It's kind of outrageous. Well, what's uh, the actual gameplay like? It was, it's a 2D side-scroller, uh, slash, like, it's not necessarily an action RPG. Um, you do level up, and each time you level up, you get, like, four different uh, points that you can put into vitality, dexterity, or strength, okay. which vitality just increases your health, strength increases your damage, and then uh, dexterity just increases, like, critical hit chance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get all sorts of different guns, but roughly they all kind of feel, the like, the same, uh, with the exception of, like, the legendary and, like, rare guns, which are really sweet, because um, then they just fire at extreme rates and they do all sorts of cool stuff. So I did enjoy that. Um but there's kind of some annoying stuff. So in it, to get loot, you either find loot boxes like out in the world and you get randomized loot or you can come across these like stores uh-huh. um, that just have one piece of loot inside of it. But something that really, really annoyed me about the game is there's one piece of loot inside of it and other than the color of the name, you know nothing else about it. It's like the name of it, the color of its name, which would tell you like whether or not it's a certain rarity Mm -hmm. and like a little bit of flavor text you don't get any like damage percentages you don't get any sort of comparison to the guns you currently have that once you buy it or like yeah you you buy it pick it up and then you can look at it Uh... but still there's no way to compare it like just net 
like you can compare it by hovering over it and then hovering over your like next piece in your inventory but other than that you can't there's no like actual compare button like there is in most rpgs which i found really annoying um the shooting i mean it feels okay it feels just like most 2d like shooters it doesn't feel fantastic um but it was fine especially when you use like really accurate weapons um if anybody plays it i would recommend do not play with a controller um i plugged in my controller it has controller support um but it doesn't exactly have like you know how in like resident evil 4 you could get the laser sights to show you where you're actually hitting so you're not just kind of like blind firing yeah it does not have that. Um, so in a 2D side scroller, you just like you shoot and yeah. that's how you find out. But ammo is scarce. So you shooting is like, oh, fuck, I just lost all that ammo. Damn. That sucks. So, yeah, I had some major issues with the game, but I also enjoyed a decent portion of it. Um, I enjoyed like half of it. That's why I gave it a, a six. Um, it's kind of weird. So the the other side I write for has like, pretty interesting review guidelines and uh, a sick a six like very accurately represented what i wanted to get across with this review so i was like i guess it's getting a six like All that's right. well yeah i guess that's how it works well that's good though yeah i mean it was it was a decent enough game and for anybody who are like fans of the zombotron series they might enjoy it because they might actually understand the story mm-hmm. but for me i was like this makes no sense it's yeah I was like, okay, Damn. that's fun. That's a shame. It looked interesting yeah. when I saw because I watched a like a trailer for it, and it looked like it would have been fun. But eh, what are you gonna do? Also, they say they're zombies, but they're just like things that try to hit you. Mm-hmm. They're not like necessarily zombies. Like, I feel like a zombie is an undead creature, mm-hmm. and these things are just aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're on an alien planet. They're aliens. Oh, that's I, weird. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all right. I guess they're zombies, zombie but the aliens, man. Come on, yeah. Uh, other than that, I uh, purchased. I haven't played any like played any games other than that. Uh, I played a small bit of Horizon Zero Dawn. I decided wow. to hop back into that for a little bit. Um, but Days Gone is coming out on Friday, so I was like, ah, <sighs> probably shouldn't get too far into it. So I played just a little bit. I restarted the game because I couldn't remember anything yeah that i was doing <laughs> i'm like right, i'll just restart i don't care i want to know about aloy's story so yeah other i mean i've been watching a lot of game of thrones <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah has nothing to do with playing games it's just just trying that's to what i up, did huh? otherwise i purchased like you can spend 15 dollars on hulu to get like hbo mm. bought that and i was just like you know what dude i'm just gonna watch it all Wow. I'm going to watch it from season one. Have you watched Man. it before or were you just like... I've like, watched like season everything. one and midway through season two. Uh, I haven't watched anything else. Wow. And I'm listening to uh, Kind of Funny's in review for the final season. And I'm like, I don't care if it gets spoiled for me. I'm just going to enjoy watching the show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, you're one of the weird ones then. Yeah, I really don't mind spoilers, uh, unless people are going to spoil Endgame for me, and then you just burn. You're you're a garbage person. That's a big thing right now. Yeah, Yeah. um, I'll be honest, I've only watched like one or two games, or two episodes of Game of Thrones. Just didn't catch me. I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. There's a lot more politics in it than there are like action sequences and stuff, so... 
I mean, I don't know necessarily what kind of show you're trying to watch, but yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't really watch too much, to be honest. Like, I thought about it the other day. I really don't watch a lot of TV, so it's kind of weird. And plus, my, my wife, uh, she just definitely would not be into it. And usually the only time I watch TV is when I'm with her. And a lot of the times we're usually watching, like, either um, – comedies or like sketch shows or comedian stand-ups and stuff it's, it's a lot of like jokey shit i don't know very light-hearted yeah you guys aren't into the sex and dismemberment not into uh you know not maybe looking to uh, that? maybe maybe one day down the road but not really into it now <laughs> <laughs> we haven't haven't decided if it's gonna never be for us but uh, for right now not quite all right. Well, speaking of down the road, I think that's a perfect segue to put us into our first news story. Um, our first news story is over on Game Informer. It's written by Imram Khan, and it is Wait For It and Arc System Works announce female follow-up to River City Ransom. Uh, so, yeah, that's about all that they have. <laughs> they just <laughs> announced it, kind of. They didn't announce any, like, consoles, from what I understand. Um, they didn't announce any price points. They just announced that it exists. Um, so I believe Arc System Works, uh, yeah, while lots of names were tossed around, Arc System Works seemed, uh, to stick more than most, as they are the current owners of the River City slash, uh, Kunio Kun license, which... I don't I don't know mm. if that's a I I guess based off the uh yeah River City Ransom series uh which is based off the 1989 Kunio Kun Brawler on the NES which I actually didn't know so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> um apparently they own the license to that but instead of that uh, Arc System Works developing it they are actually partnering with the indie developer WayForward uh to develop the new game in the series which is called River City Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to feature some female protagonists. I'm pretty excited about this. I mean, it looks interesting. I like the pixel art a lot but i literally have like one picture to look at so that's exciting i know yeah i it, it kind of blows my mind how uh companies do this in such different ways as far as marketing like you'd think you would just kind of like sit on this for a while until you have something to actually show but i guess yeah. maybe there's a fan base there that's like super hyped right now I don't know. I mean, there are some developers who announce things like far in advance so that it doesn't get spoiled. Um, so that's like why, uh, what was it? But like Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced so early, but, even though it's crazy early, was because they didn't want anybody to spoil it. But like, why not? Like, what does it matter whether you say, yep, it's official or someone says it? Like, it it still brings, it brings, I feel like it brings even more hype if there's like a spoiler because then it's like the talk of the town. It's like, oh, is it real? I don't know. Is it real? And then you get to say like, oh, it is real because now we have stuff for it. Like, when you're doing something like this, like, what does it matter that you got to say it? Like, what? yeah, I think people are just trying to control the message when it comes to their games, I guess. Yeah, I, well, I, have I mean, absolutely I guess that no makes idea. sense. But like at the same time, like what message right now <laughs> <laughs> that there's a game, <laughs> there's a game like, yeah, us, uh, uh, that going through someone spoiling it or someone, you know, talking about it still could have gotten that same discussion along. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you here. I totally do not understand the uh, the thought process of announcing this so early. Also, I'm fairly certain, like maybe a month ago or so, we actually spoke about how WayForward was also partnering with uh, the people who are making uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So WayForward's doing a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. This well, is a decent studio. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely for anything from way forward. Like, I think they've done a lot of good stuff. Um, some kind of questionable, but like, there's a lot of really good series. I am a big fan of the Shantae series. I'm a big fan of the way they did the DuckTales remastered uh, game. And I just, I think that they know what they're doing with these kind of old classic uh, genre games. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan of like the walking kind of beat up brawler game. Um, but this kind of style, I definitely can see being something if, you know, if they're taking this with the liberty of, you know, their own creativity, I'd like to see something kind of like, um, oh, what was that one movie that got turned into a game for Xbox live? It was Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. The Scott Pilgrim game that was on Xbox was super, super good. And I'd love to see something like that with this. Yeah, that definitely. Holy shit, my phone won't stop buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, what's so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like my ass was vibrating for like five minutes. I don't understand. Um, yeah, I think a Scott, like a Scott Pilgrim esque, like two D beat him up. But I mean, yeah, the two D beat em ups haven't really changed. Never. Mm. They're they're kind of just the same, I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. They're not my favorite. They're not my favorite 2D side scrollers. I mean, what, what I mean. would you really do? Like what's the what's the way to improve that? Like what's the new thing that you could add to a game like that to change them? They're pretty set in their like their template, so to speak. Um, I don't really know. I guess you might be able to like add RPG elements and stuff like that, but I other mean, than but the, I, it kind of already has that. Like, especially this one, like the older one had that, where you would get money from killing people. Pretty much the same thing as the Scott Pilgrim one, which is why it kind of reminds me that this could turn into something like that, of that you would then take that money and go buy, like, little power-ups that would change, like, your, your stamina or your attack or something like that. So I feel like, you know, that's definitely been done. I don't know how much more you can really change, but... I guess I'm just not creative, and maybe, you know, maybe way forward will uh, show me wrong. All right, then. Who knows? I <laughs> Nobody, because this is way too early to announce it. Yeah, this is literally just the announcement of a game. I don't even know if this fucking screenshot is actually from this game, if I'm it's, being honest. I'm pretty damn sure it's not. I'm, I'm sure there's, like, <laughs> nothing to this game. I don't see a single, like, female protagonist in this in this uh, little screenshot that they have here on Game Informer. So I don't know. Maybe this is, like, the Rowdy Rough Boys version of River City Girls, kind of like in the Powerpuff Girls. Where they say they're like saying it's girls, but they're actually not girls. They're just no. There's dudes. like a. It's basically like the the nega version of them. Yeah, I got what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um. So time for our next news story. It is over on Twinfinite. Uh, this is written by Andrew McMarin. I guess maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think that's uh McMahon. That's something. 
free cuphead <laughs> 1.2 a uh, pc update adds a new character art and boss roots um so this is kind of just an expand like josh and i spoke about this before the podcast this is kind of just an expansion um on what we've spoken about before on the podcast of these updates where it's bringing in Mugman, it's uh it's bringing in all sorts of like new art and i believe some new songs as well um Mugman bree like beforehand you could not actually play as him unless you were playing in co-op which player two would play as Mugman, and then you the main character um the player one would play as cuphead player two is play as Mugman. um <laughs> other than that you actually talked about how there are some different boss routes that you can take yeah it's actually really cool i man it really makes me want to jump into this game again uh the way they've done it is there's various bosses now i when I looked this up, there was only three that I found, but there might be more. I'm really not too sure. But the the biggest example is basically you fight a boss and you'll do a specific action for these various bosses. So the, um, the vegetable boss, which goes from being like an onion to a carrot that attacks you um, to different phases throughout you basically will do a certain action. So for the vegetable boss, when it turns into an onion, you literally just do not attack it at all. If you don't attack it at all, it'll skip uh, straight to the end phase of the boss. And what it does for each of these is it it skips to that end phase, but adds another form of attack. So like for the vegetable one, there's like a turnip that is also there on the ground that will go back and forth and try to hit you. So it makes it basically even more challenging. It, it essentially goes straight to the last phase, keeps the same amount of health, so it will take, you know, just as long as it would anyway, um, but then adds a second element to it where it's even more challenging, which is, I, I think is really cool. Why are people asking for these bosses to be more challenging? This game is already, like, excessively <laughs> challenging. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> thought it was a good amount of difficulty. Like, I see a lot of people on Twitter who keep bitching about it and then complaining that people are making fun of them because they bitched about it. And I'm like, look. <laughs> people are making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the nature of the game, especially if you're going to, on you know the internet, just be like, this game is tough. Fuck this game. Like, people are going to be like, no, it's not. Like, And that's because people, everyone has their own different difficulty. I didn't think it was that bad. It is pretty damn tough for the first you know you, you play it for like 20 matches and then you finally find the pattern and then then you can do it but like i think it's cool that they're just they have new little elements to it and I'll, I'll definitely try it out and try to beat the like the tougher bosses i think it's fun yeah i'm really wanting to hop back into cuphead especially since it just came to switch um i own it on my xbox one but i don't want to turn that bitch on <laughs> I don't want to do anything with that. I don't even know why I own it, to be to be completely honest. I don't know. I it's kind of just... just a big paperweight. Damn. Well, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you like buying you know multiple copies of the same game, so it's pretty much yeah. right in your alley. I love it. It's right up my alley. Um, <laughs> this update also brings some other cool stuff, uh, mostly just uh, bug fixes, uh, simple gameplay tweaks, and... Um, and 11 fully localized languages were added with 1.2, uh, the, the most recent update. I, I mean, it doesn't give me a list of those languages, but holy shit. I'm going to be honest. This is going to be real dumb. I didn't even know there was 11 languages on Earth. Let's be real. Goddamn. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently there's way more than I thought there was. There's a there's a there's a lot, buddy. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, that is obvious to me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that seems like that's all that's really coming with the uh, 1.2 PC update. I'm so this update I'm assuming already came out for consoles because we spoke about it like two weeks ago. Um. Yeah, so I believe this came out specifically for just the PC, though, was the thing. Yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, I was just wondering if these like same things were already in the console releases, or if they're also like waiting on this update or something. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. It's interesting because in their initial article, it was the free content patch will be available for all platforms on April eighteenth including Xbox, Mac, Steam. Uh, the Nintendo Switch version will contain all the new changes when it launches on April 18th. So I guess I guess that was 1.1. Maybe there was like a different... Like this was... Because this says... It does have the Mugman part. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe sure. they just it's... reported on the same exact thing twice. And we just know. read it twice. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have the new boss route thing because that was new. Oh, apparently they... they... Added and also added boss roots. <laughs> I mean, the boss roots is the only reason why I wanted to talk about this news anyway. So, <laughs> all right, sweet. Uh, moving on to some news I want to talk about. This once again is on Twinfinite. It is written by Ed McGlone. Uh, McGlone, maybe. Um, it is with Housemark admitting its battle royale game probably won't succeed. It's obvious we've reached peak br and i'm assuming br means battle royale I'm, i i know it's a stretch but <laughs> clearly to be honest just, yeah d- oh sh- shit you threw me off it's probably brazil i'm sorry guys um so housemark the developers of a number of critically beloved arcade shooters including next machina and resogun spoke to vg 24 7 this past week and admitted that their upcoming battle royale game Storm Divers is unlikely to succeed. Um, at first, I thought that this might be like a clickbaity title or that uh, maybe that this is just a quote like taken out of context. But while reading through the article, it really seems like Housemark just does not believe their game will do well, not necessarily because the game is bad, but because there's so many like big contenders in Battle Royale right now. And they don't feel like they're going to outshine any of them. It seems to be like what this article is talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, this kind of stuff happens with really any market or genre that blows up. Like, we were just talking about this before the podcast, is lately we've seen so many card games come out in the past, you know, couple of months. And that I definitely attribute to, like, the success of games such as, like, Slay the Spire, but now, like at first, I was I was all gung ho for it because I was like, oh, another card game like Slay the Spire. This is gonna be so great. This is gonna be so great. But you get so many that eventually it's like, okay, well, if it's not as good as that first one that's more popular, then what's the point? It has to do something that's you know not really the same thing. It has to make its own way. And as far as Storm Divers, if it's you know more of the same thing, it's really like, well, what's the point of playing it if the player base is already so large somewhere else and it's already so familiar? Yeah, that's very true. I don't think it's necessarily like they say we've reached peak battle royale. Oh no, I don't I think, think so either. But it's still a yeah. good point of like 
you really have to, you know, keep implementing and iterating on the series or genre anyway. Yeah, you have to always try to make like your um your bit your game special in some way. Mm-hmm. Like Apex Legends has the character system. So you can switch into different characters and each one of them has different abilities. I feel like that's probably what also made this popular. Something interesting is that they actually changed. uh, I believe it says somewhere in this article that they changed their tagline. um, And now it is a like free to play game, which is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, As the article points out, they have evolved their title from being a premium game to being a free-to-play game, likely to conform to what is now the standard for games of this ilk. Yeah, I think coming out with a battle royale that you currently have to pay for is kind of a bad idea, with the exception of, like, I would say large, like, AAA publishers could maybe do it, and they have, Mm -hmm. like, um, Battlefield V's battle royale, which did not set the world on fire seemingly i have never heard absolutely nobody talk about it and uh and like it's just it's so easy to get a player base and an audience when you say literally hey just give it a try like you have nothing to lose if you do because it's free so it it just makes the market a lot easier to open the door and it's it's kind of what we were talking about last week of like um you know this genre for uh were we even talking about that last week i don't remember anymore but we were talking about uh (laughs) one of the weeks how games the indie games are kind of uh basically digging their own grave in a way um because people are getting so used to their low prices and you know do they have the ability to actually start marketing as higher value games and things like that i mean it's pretty much the same issue here it's that people get this social, um, you know, stigma against games that you would have to pay for of that genre because why would you if the most popular games are doing it and for a free price? Um, That being said, now we're getting things like, you know, the whole uh, Fortnite workers are being crunched pretty hard and it's like, well, do you still support that and there's a lot that's going up in the air but it would still be for the majority people are going to lean towards like well i'd rather have it for free because they're doing it yeah and now any battle royale coming out is going to be shoehorned into being a free game otherwise it's it's basically going to be impossible to actually sell copies because then it's the most popular one on earth is free yeah then (laughs) it really has to like blow people's socks off because otherwise why would they pay for it yeah, if it's if it's more, I see what you're saying. Is like if it's more of the same, then what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, I guess that's kind of what they're realizing is that it's not going to break the mold. I mean, it could still be a very good game, a very fun game, but it's not going to be anything that like people are going to look at this and compare to Fortnite and be like, yeah, this does you know everything so different and right in comparison to what Fortnite is doing. So. I think it I think it makes sense with where they're going. I think it definitely sucks and it, it is still a little strange that you would openly admit it. Yeah, it is pretty sad that they don't blame admit it. it. I think it's excessively sad that they started development on this game, supposedly, or at least the idea was created back in 2013. And by the time that they actually get the full fledged game like ready, it's completely outdated. They're I like, know. Oh yeah, if we just released this a year ago. Like, if we had this ready and released it a year ago, it's very possible that it would have set the world on fire. Yeah, it could have been, you know, Apex Legends. 
Who knows? Yeah, could have been could have been Apex, could have been PUBG, it could have been Fortnite, it could have been whatever. It mm-hmm. could have done especially well. Um, but it seems like Housemark is all but abandon all hope for this game now that now they're like they're starting to put all their cards they're putting all their eggs in this other basket of a game that they have yet to announce but they feel like um is going to do much better or at least that's what this article says (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's pretty bad and it it also says some interesting things for like the concept of you know the crunch perspective on the other side of like do these developers need to crunch because otherwise another developing group is going to find it for those who do crunch, which I'm not advocating it at all, but like you could see that there's obviously a race to the finish with certain things like this. So it's like, where, where's the right, uh, you know, choice on this. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a weird thing to bring up, but, uh, it's it's gonna make a little bit of sense but not a lot of sense at the same time after i bring this up okay so there's this issue that people have with uh online marketplaces and stores like uh like microsoft store um playstation store stuff like that is that they don't necessarily communicate very well with their developers and developers end up accidentally releasing within the same release window as their competition mm-hmm. um and so like on uh, sacred symbols uh Kyle moriarty's playstation podcast he talks about it every week that there's basically two of the same game coming out and how a portion of that should be put on PlayStation that they should like basically warn developers if, if something's going to come out within the same amount of time in a way, mm. like it also falls on them. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad to see that the game, like the games industry is so competitive yeah. to where if a game releases like maybe a week after another, it's basically doomed to fail because it's not like new enough <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of weird and i'm trying to think i mean you definitely have competition in other markets i'm trying to like compare it if it you know i feel like especially in in like the 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 tech industry of like things they have the same kind of like you have to crunch to get to it, the finish line for a lot of these products but it just sucks in the grander scheme for like the people like of what's happening um but obviously that's a that's a whole other subject i think for them really this kind of just sucks because you know they they just missed the mark yeah apparently by like two years (laughs) (laughs) sadly well you know they were just uh they were really trying to make it that premium quality what's sad is i believe that this was actually announced at the kind of funny game showcase was it? Hmm. <laughs> I think so. I remember seeing it in Kind of Funny Game Showcase. I don't know if it was announced there, like that was the official announcement, right, right. or if that was just like a gameplay trailer. But yeah, I remember seeing it in their showcase. Hmm. And it's excessively depressing that like two, three months later, they're like, yeah, just don't have high hopes for this game. <sighs> Damn. <laughs> well, how about some uh, some more inspiring and uh, happy news? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of some games that you should actually be excited for, apparently, at least the developers think so. Uh, our next. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most developers would for their game. <laughs> I don't understand just basically cutting your game off at the knee and being like, yeah, just don't be excited for it. Yeah. It's unnecessary. You know that, that, um, that image where the guy is riding a bike and then he 
puts a stick in the like the spokes and then falls down and basically like screams and is like is like why who would do this like that's what I feel <laughs> like is the exact uh, basically house mark gif right they're now. just putting a stick in their own spokes yeah they're just like why just be like who did this <laughs> just blame it on Fortnite I guess everybody else does yeah pretty much uh, our next news story is over on IGN this is written by Colin Stevens look at how easy that fucking name was dude wow it's just straightforward IGN Colin really knows what they're Stevens. doing Stevens yeah. <laughs> they know exactly who to hire based on how easy their name is to say. Um, this is Tamarin, I believe is how you would say this game. Uh, Tamarin, adorable adventure game from classic Rare Dev annou- devs announced. Uh, independent game developer Chameleon Games, filled with veterans from Rare's golden era of game development, is announcing Tamarin, a third-person action-adventure game featuring an agile monkey set in Nordic scenery. Um, it is scheduled to release on PlayStation 4 and PC this summer and channels, uh, and this is a quote, I guess, uh, channels the energy of 3D platformers, classics, and explorative Metroidvania shooters. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that took me off guard so much. Whenever I see Metroidvania, I don't also think shooter for some reason. It, yeah. I, I don't know why. The game, like, so I, I said this when we first started talking about it. It reminds me of a very cute looking Conker's Bad Fur Day because it has the same kind of, which I mean, makes sense for Rare's point of view. It has the same kind of like, oh, it's a 3D platformer adventure game. Okay, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he has a gun and so does everyone else. Like, why did this happen? Like, it just comes out of nowhere and it's like, all right, shoot people now and do the same thing. Like, it's... Yeah, it, it looks really weird in the trailer. He's just like running around having all sorts of fun and then some fucking hedgehog gives him a glock. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Yeah, the part where it was like, I think it was one of the first ones he got, or maybe it was the second. I just remember one part where it was like, you got an Uzi. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> You're like, I thought this was a 3D platformer. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it seems very uh, very Conker's Bad Fur Day-esque, which uh, was an awesome game, and I'd definitely be down for it. The only thing that sucks is it wouldn't be the same like mature kind of tone or like the same kind of humor i'm assuming if this is a cutesy little like monkey trying to save his uh environment uh also what's up with the ants man really looks like uh the villains from the actual animated film ants (laughs) like even the guy in the back like the i think that's a grasshopper looking guy looks like it's like a gigantic hulking hulking like turtle ant yeah which looks like the grasshopper from the movie Ants. So I'm like, it, it's definitely taking some elements there, I think. Yeah, it is a little weird. Uh, what if, like, two years after this game came out, they actually released, like, a 64-bit uh, update, Ugh. which made the game look really shitty? Would you play it? Would I? <laughs> no. I'd, uh, I'm hoping that they're a little bit... Uh, little bit against that idea uh which (laughs) you know the makers of ukulele were not uh so i'd rather not have a dog shit looking game um do you think this will be better than ukulele uh so you know what with the ukulele team i was actually pretty upset because a lot of the people who worked on it were definitely you know some of the older developers from banjo kazooie and i really liked banjo kazooie and i think that it was a good series i think that a lot of people definitely had high hopes for ukulele and there's still people who like it, but 
I'm a little torn because I really don't know because I would have expected that game to be great. And I have a lot of, you know, respect for the people, like the developers who worked on uh, a lot of the Rare titles back in the past. But I feel like it's going to be the same thing. Like, I'm excited for this because the nostalgia in me is like, oh, 3D platformer kind of reminds me a little bit of like maybe a Ratchet and Clank feeling to it, which I like. But it just, I don't know, these th- that type of game just doesn't seem to work as much in this day and age. Like, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, because I'll still play this game. But I just feel like the way it, the way it plays, I don't know if it's really going to capture, you know, me the same way those older 3D platformers did. Yeah, yeah, 3D, I mean, you did really enjoy A Hat in Time. I did, right? man, A Hat so in Time is 3D really 3D platformers good. aren't completely out, you just have to do them correctly. Speaking of which, something we don't have on the docket, but A Hat in Time is dropping, like, some crazy secret news tomorrow, I think it is, on the 25th. Son of a bitch. It's always, like, the day after we record. I know, somebody yeah. Somebody says something cool. They have, well, we'll talk about it next week, but I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty hyped for that, just because A Hat in Time is a great game. If anyone hasn't played it, they definitely should. Go support them. Watch them announce the sequel as well, just like when uh, fucking Silk Song was announced. Oh, I'd They're be just so... like, oh, it seemed like DLC, but not so. I'd game. be so hyped for that. I loved A Hat in Time, but I don't think they would because I think uh, originally A Hat in Time was a Kickstarter project, and I think in their Kickstarter they had that they were going to release uh, either two or three portions of dlc and they've only released one since the launch so i think there's still that i don't know if they're gonna like hold up to their end of the bargain i really don't know what they're working on but maybe that's what it would be about i I assume it'll be some sort of dlc that comes out Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, I wouldn't say that's necessarily like them going against it, like what they initially said, because just like Silk Song, it was meant to be a Kickstarter backer like DLC, um, but it ended up being an entirely new game that they're giving away to free for free to the people who backed on Kickstarter. Right, and that's one possibility, but that's also I feel like very generous from the uh, Hollow Knight team to actually go for. So I don't know if everyone would follow that same kind of style um but i don't know maybe because i don't know how their assets are set up where you know if it's easy for them to create a whole nother world or environment or if it's easier to just create you know a dlc packet of some new worlds i don't really know what they're planning but i will know tomorrow yeah anyway i'm but that's, very excited but for the, you to find out i know but that has nothing to do with the article we're talking about tamarin to to come back to that yeah i'm i'm pretty excited for it i think it'll be good uh like i said on twitter i think they missed the mark why wasn't this released on earth day which was just like a few days ago this whole thing is about like saving the environment from bugs though they're part of nature i mean <laughs> yeah but it's all a metaphor is it though what bugs have guns (laughs) you tell me that i mean that is fair clearly they're humans and it's just a what bear hangs out with a bird not many (laughs) i mean you don't know that are you in the are are you in nature i don't think so 
I, I'm constantly in nature. I don't think so. Get out I of here. I live in Idaho. It's like all nature. It's all nature. You... We barely have roads here. Well, <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm definitely right. So get out of here. <laughs> I think it's about time that we shift over to the next part of the podcast, which is a segment that we like to call News Cram. Cram, 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 cram. Uh, for a first news story over on Newscram, it is on Twinfinite is indie platformer Katana Zero gets a high-octane launch trailer. Uh, also on Twinfinite, uh, Honey Pop 2 gets surprisingly for, uh, foreboding trailer focusing on the story. And nice. I, I thought about uh, actually talking about this. I was like, hey, oh, let's talk about some really? anime boobs again. But oh. you know what? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you're welcome, people you sure? listening. Speaking of anime boobs, uh, that game that we talked about way back when, man. You're talking about Subverse, Subverse again? Dude, it's <laughs> making so much money. <laughs> I like how every week you're giving me updates on this. I'm starting to think that you backed it on Kickstarter. <laughs> no, but if I did, man, all the perks I would have gotten. <laughs> Yeah, you would have got so many additional sex scenes. It's crazy. Additional sex scenes. So nice. (laughs) No, but I just... Because every time I'm on here, I'm like looking through all the different Kickstarter games that are coming out. And that's always up there because it's made so much money. So I see it every time. And every time I go there, it's like another like $100,000 that they've made. And I'm like, Jesus, who's fucking putting all this money away? Yeah, people were really like set back by the fact that in Anthem you could not have sex with aliens. So they were like, hey, I'm going to find my fix somewhere else. And they just found Subverse. Uh, so that's their audience. It all makes sense Yeah. I mean, all those people who wanted to have sex with aliens had to go somewhere. And that's true. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I'm also saying that uh, however much Subverse was to back, it's, my wallet is that much lighter. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a game that you're really excited about, or actually just already beat, played, talked about, and everything. Uh, game Informer has an article about how Slay the Spire is coming to PlayStation for oh, on May twenty first. Yeah, I definitely got weird on that one. I like uh, it. And they got a new trailer. So, do you have a playable character in Slay the Spire? Yeah. So the way Slay the Spire works is there's three playable characters. There's the Silent, the Ironclad, and the Defect. Each of them have different cards, both a starting deck and different cards that you'll find throughout the uh, the run. So, and each of them also have unique uh, relics as well as common relics that are shared across the different classes. So basically, each one is played a little bit differently. Where the Ironclad is more about like just straight up attack or defense. The Silent is based on poison damage and. Um, having this dagger build where you can do just uh, an onslaught of small attacks for free, so to speak. Um, And then you have the defect who is super unique where he has like these uh, sort of abilities that based on your card, you'll either shoot lightning out or give yourself defense or uh, create just energy for your character based on how many orbs you have above you. And they each have their own unique abilities. So it's essentially you have these three different characters that just all play differently based on the cards and the relics that you can obtain throughout. All right. I'll have to check out Slay the Spire. I know it's... how much you love card games and you really <sighs> recommend this up. one. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even fair. Well, you know what? Because I'm going to get to say no in a second. So 
that'll teach you. But honestly, I would, right then. I would recommend this game. Um, even if you're not into card games or if you are into card games, I think it's just a super good roguelike um, that it's very, very challenging, but rewarding when you get through. I will have to check it out May 21st. Um, but another game coming in May is Shakedown Hawaii is coming in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an article over from Twinfinite. And the last news story uh, in Newscram is actually over on Indie Hangover. And it is Nowhere Profit Revealed. This is a card game that Josh apparently doesn't like for some reason. Do not I like. have no idea why. Do not like. Because it's too much card game. It, it looks... <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be people who are hyped for it, but it honestly, it just reminds me of um, Hearthstone, but also with a map where you get to your next fight. And I don't know, it's just, it's too much. It's too much like a card game and it doesn't delineate itself farther out, which is kind of like what we were talking about before for the Battle Royale stuff. Yeah, it's not changing enough to be important. I don't think there's (laughs) anything that specifically from my eyes is calling to my attention that I need to play this game. But I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that will feel differently. Speaking about people out there, uh, our next <laughs> segment of the podcast is God bless the crowd. I really, uh, this is where I really think I should go through. I'm going to, one day I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through all of our old episodes and I'm going to just listen to every single transition you've made. I'm going to make a document of just all the transitions and be like, all right, which ones are actually good and which ones make no <laughs> fucking sense. <laughs> but they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh, God bless the crowd is where Josh goes into all sorts of different crowdfunding sites, finds some awesome indie games to talk about, and we do just that. It's pretty exciting. It's it's also very uh, straightforward. Today we only have one, um, and it is awesome. It is Kingdom of Night. It's an '80s action RPG. Uh, me, it's like Diablo meets Earthbound, is what they say. Yeah. Um, it is set in a small town in USA during the iconic 1980s that celebrates classic genre films of the era. They were asking for $10,000 uh, with 24 days left to go. They actually already have $17,696, so they're well past their goal. Mm-hmm. This game looks really, really cool. The only thing that I will be, like, that I'm I'm kind of annoyed about when it comes to this game is just that the trailer doesn't seem to feature any late game footage. It's only early game footage. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if your character gets like new armor or if he gets like new weapons and stuff like that. You're saying it seems like visually if he changes that and um just the fact that like there's the three different builds um you got to play like uh like I think it was a mage, like a ranger or a melee character. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what was different about each one of them. But the the trailer only showcases the ranged one. And he's just hitting stuff with a bat. So I was like, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, this is interesting, but I want to know more about your game. So if you go through and uh, a little bit of a kind of a, a plug is uh, right now I'm actually going through with the team and uh, conducting an interview with them and asking them a lot of questions about kind of the game and really what their expectations were with this Kickstarter, um, which will be on Parallax Media very shortly. Uh, it might even be up by the time this airs, so we'll see. Um, but one of the things about this that I talked about was, um, that 
they specifically said they put a lot of just action in the trailer, but it doesn't showcase everything about the game because they're also relying on a good amount of like dialogue and an actual, you know, story behind this, but they just wanted it to be like more fast paced action. As far as like your concern of the different classes, I know they, they briefly describe each one of them as you go down and you know what their abilities are so to speak but yeah there's no real like uh great description or or like very good just video or you know a good way of actually seeing what that will be like um but they do give these kind of broken down classes so these subsets of specializing in each one of the classes so you can be um, a mage, and in there you can either be a sorcerer, a necromancer, or a wizard. And each one of them plays a little bit differently. So a sorcerer is uh, earth, water, and fire to conjure weapons and torrents of water, pillars of earth to defeat your enemies. Whereas a necromancer is ice, light, and darkness, which is summoning undead, casting curses that weaken your enemies. So there's, it looks like there's going to be a, a bit of variety and not just, you know, smacking them with a stick like it kind of showed in the video, um, which seems really cool. The only one caveat with that, unfortunately, is that even though they're backed at that 10,000 goal, their stretch goals kind of include parts of the game that they're offering. So if you take a look, um, there's a... $20,000 class pack unlock and at that point you've unlocked the hunter and the necromancer so uh, yeah and then there's this so there's two different class packs yeah. you also have to do like the 27,500 that's when you get the demon slayer and sorcerer that does really suck because I I mean I don't see one where it's like hey here's the class pack where it gave you the three different ones for the melee class it seems like those ones were just included which is kind of bullshit yeah I asked them in the interview about that I was like well so what happens if you know they don't make it Um, and they really didn't give me a straight answer as far as like oh well we're just not going to work on it they basically said that it would be a shame if they didn't get funded to be able to create that you know these additional assets but it depends on both the uh, the audience and the the actual pickup right now as in the end in the future so it sounds like they're still open to the idea of like maybe if they don't hit it here that as people start buying the game like officially depending on that backing, if it's a big enough crowd that gets behind it, they would end up doing it. Well, that would be nice. It's just kind of <laughs> annoying. Yeah. And I, it, I hope they get funded because this game looks really, really awesome. Yeah, I, I think so too. And honestly, with their, their track record so far, so having it all the way to 17 and it's you know still 24 days to go, like this game was all the way backed within 48 hours, it says, which is pretty damn good. And when I had first gotten this and put it you know on the list it was at like just at 10,000 like I think like 11 or something so it is going up by the days which is nice to see because honestly what I really want is the 30,000 stretch goal which is the local co-op which I think would be cool Um, just because it definitely seems like a game that would be nice to have additional people with Um, but that being said, I still think that this is a good game and it's still worth it at its point. It is a little bit higher than you normally see on Kickstarters because it's the $25 to just get the digital copy. Um, but it seems like it's 
definitely going to be something that I would be for. Um, I don't know though. I, I do enjoy the fact that like you kind of mentioned the, the items. I don't know visually how it's going to change, but they did s- say it was very similar to Diablo where there's a lot of unique drops and loot that's going to be equipable that will change your build. Um, and make it so that you can kind of change your gameplay style because you can pick your main class, but then kind of dabble in the others. So you could still have a barbarian who still has like rogue abilities to kind of dash in and dash out of places. So I'm interested to see where it goes and to see this further. Um, But for those who obviously are, you know, gung-ho for this idea definitely back them for the 25 dollars um if not they have a couple of other ones that get higher and there is physical copies vaughn i know how much you like them (laughs) but uh but that's 75 so that's pretty pricey at least in my eyes yeah i would agree a physical copy for 75 dollars is excessive that's just i mean well i mean i pay a lot more for video games than 75 dollars genuinely but (laughs) that does definitely suck (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know i still i still think it looks pretty cool um i'm torn between backing it because the 25 dollar price point is a lot to jump into but i also want to see them get to those other class packs because that's really what i'm into so i don't know i might do it <laughs> yeah i i don't want to really harp the point i'm really abs- I, I don't want to like labor this point too much i'm really upset that the melee classes are really fleshed out and none of the other classes are <laughs> But whatever, I guess I'll just have to deal with it. This game looks really, really cool. I'm totally into it. I did just realize that the ranged class uses slingshot. That's kind of bullshit. It looks dumb. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it changes a bit as time goes on. (laughs) I mean, I hope so. I mean, maybe it's a really badass slingshot. That's true. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this game. I hope it gets much more funding. I think it'll be really, really cool um, to see this game like basically come to fruition to have all of these awesome classes and everything uh, because it has this just this awesome like 80s art style. I I wish I really wish I had the money to back at like some of the higher tiers to get like this cool dungeon master screen and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Like they have a lot of really really cool physical goodies that you can get. But yeah, I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. I think it is interesting though cuz this is one of like a small tidbit about this if you notice this uh team uh Black Seven Studios, they've created two Kickstarters, um, and the first one was actually basically the same game but with a different name, um, which I thought was interesting because when I first started trying to like look up this game and find out more about the studio, the first thing that came up was the other game that they had, uh, which is basically the same game but just a different name, which was um, One Night. And the reason in their frequently asked questions is they basically just changed it because people have a hard time finding that game name because it's very just uh, something that would generic. generic, Yeah. Something that would always (laughs) come up in random searches. So, or not, I guess, because everything else is in there. Yeah. That is kind of sad. That's why I like excessively obscure names for video games because, or just things in general, they're very easy to look up. (laughs) 
But then you can't stumble across them, which also sucks. There's always it's a it's a double edged sword. Um, but I think it's about time for us to move in to our big topic for today as uh, just talking about the games industry as a whole. Um, so within the past like week or two, there has been um let's just say gamers have kind of rejoiced that GameStop is now allowing people to return games for full price uh, if they return or this is new games by the way um, they return them within two days you can get full in-store credit so I'm assuming that this means the games have been opened because if you don't open them you could return it for your full cash amount within seven days mm-hmm. but once you open them they're yours the thing that always kind of got weird with me is that people never seem to understand why they couldn't return the game and they could only trade it in. The reason why was because GameStop actually got sued and lost. Um, they like there was a court case in like California because GameStop used to uh, basically like they would accept returns on uh, open like new games mm-hmm. as long as the codes weren't used and everything and they would sell them as new but one of their customers sued them over it because they were basically like passing off used games as new games um which people definitely have an issue with mm-hmm. when i worked at gamestop people got fucking pissed if they thought a game was new and it was actually used and i was like dude it says used on the sticker i don't I don't know how you got new out of that, but I. Right. So how I much... wanted to know what your ideal return policy oh, was, before we... or if you think there should be one. Before we get into that, do you know how much the amount was that the guy won? No, uh-uh. Oh, I have no idea. That's... Probably a decent amount. Yeah, that is an interesting take because for it being, I think something... GameStop just settled. Uh, they were just like, "Ah, we'll just sell." Out yeah, port. well, most likely or because something. that that kind of stuff just ends up that way, especially if it's a larger corporation. But like. I wonder how much he got for it being like, you know, a $50 game that he was just like, no, it's not new. And he probably got like thousands of dollars for that. More than likely. I've always thought it was kind of like, I was once asked when I worked for GameStop to have somebody show, like to show somebody the exact reason why, like the, like I had it written down somewhere or like <laughs> I had documents of this court case and I was like, dude, it's in our policy, and then after that guy is when I went in did and did all my research on why exactly this was. Right. I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. I wouldn't want to get sued either. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would naturally assume. It's just yeah. court fees by themselves, let alone settling. But I want to know your ideal return policy, because there are people who think that if you were dumb enough to purchase a game and not have been like an informed consumer, that you deserve to lose your money. Hmm. There are all people who think that. I'm not saying it's me. Wow, you really uh, there are people really who think peppering that. me up for my answer, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's your answer. I was just asking. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I'm I'm not on the same boat as that very strong sided opinion. Um, <laughs> I personally, because there's there's times where like even being you know a, a smart consumer about things, like I'll look into video games and I'll check out kind of reviews that have been done or YouTube videos or Twitch streams. And I'll usually research a game before I'm going to go into to buying it if it's something that's obviously already out. Um, but at the same time, like watching something and actually playing it are very different feelings in the sense of like, you might enjoy watching something, but hate how it plays out. 
an example of that was uh, what was the game called? It was something from I believe Sega, and it was like Oh Hell Yeah Rabbit or something. I don't remember. Is uh, <laughs> fucking man. I wish I could remember the name. Anyway. It was this very over-the-top rabbit who basically they... It was like this king or something, and someone took a picture of him because he was in a bathtub and he plays with rubber ducks. And so he was really angry, and he killed... Like, he basically just goes out around and kills everyone on the face of the kingdom because they're mocking him or something. Really crazy over-the-top plot, but it, it just looked like a fun 2D platformer action kind of game with a strange twist to it so i was like all right whatever i'll get it it looks fun like i'd i'd looked at it for a while i played it and the controls to it and just the way it all worked just did not feel right at all it was terrible and i i hated it and it sucks because when you're you know especially if you're in the majority of people who might play games but don't have a lot of money to actually you know feed that passion then your one game that you purchased means a lot because at that point, if you don't have money and you, you're stuck with that shitty game, you're just stuck with it. Like, there's nothing you can do, um, which it's not, I won't say it's not fair, but it's just, it's a sad reality. And I think with returns, it makes sense because honestly, like, I don't mind used games. I'm not in that mindset of hating something and it not being new. So for me, I think the return policy makes sense. And I think it it's a good one that GameStop has with the two-day thing. I think that's even more time. And I think that's just the nature of physical releases. But I'm used to Steam. And what Steam does is basically you can return any game as long as it's within a certain date range. I don't remember what the date is. But like, I think this is like as long as it's within thirty days and you've played it like less for than two less hours than two hours. Like yeah, so it's it's basically you can play it for two hours. Once you go over that, you can't return it. And I think that's perfect because generally with games, you'll know if this is for you within the first two hours. Like you're going to have a good understanding of is this going to be something I want to invest my time in? Is it something that you invest your time in a little bit longer and you know down the road five more hours you realize no this might not have been for me. Well, at that point, it's like, it's too bad. You've consumed that content for so long that, like, you pretty much used it up. I don't think you get to just return it for full price. Um, with GameStop, I think it's, it's like, it's a long time, two days. If you really think about it, a, a full 48 hours to basically play these. Like, you can beat a lot of games and then just end up returning it. So, like, I don't. I don't think it makes sense for the two day one. I think that's honestly too fast. Like, but at the same time, there's different stipulations because this is a physical release that you're like running out and buying. And it's not as easy as with steam where it's just like a click of the button on the internet and you don't have to care. Um, I'm not sure really what the ideal policy for physical. I think steam is doing it right though with that, that two hours and the, the certain date range. Um, As far as like, ideal for somewhere like GameStop. Like I said, I don't know if the the two days makes sense because I don't want it to be, you know, certain games kind of get screwed for that because certain games that are more of like a, a small experience, like, um, thinking, I mean, they already got your money though. Like if you purchase a new copy, a portion of that goes to the developer and the only person who's losing out by you returning it is actually GameStop. And even then they won't give you your money back. It's specifically only in-store credit. 
I guess that's true, but it, yeah. Which is so annoying because you know that there's people who are going to be pissed off that they can only get in-store credit back. Yeah, well, you, and it's give, like, you give what, someone is anything and they supposed to lose more. all that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You give them an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. I don't, or at I, least they try to. I think it's a little <laughs> bit much. Like it's It's a pretty long time having two full days, but it would also be pretty crazy for them to be like, you can come back on the same day. Well, maybe not. I feel like there would be a negative connotation with it, whereas two days seems a little bit more reasonable. But I feel like within a day, if you like, if you bought the game and then went home, opened it up, and basically played it for a full day, like you should know whether you're going to return that game or not. Yeah. I mean, there's also... Uh because of the massive like downloads that take place with new games uh, just opening the box even if there are no day one patches um in rural places like idaho where we don't have great internet i totally i think the two days is reasonable because it's not necessarily hurting anybody um Mm -hmm. but i also don't understand gamestop doing this now when they're struggling Mm -hmm. um and they don't make that much money on new game sales like entirely. They like this is kind of I mean, it's not they're not losing any money. They're actually somewhat benefiting from this because it well, becomes a pre-owned item afterwards. Yeah. So like they're they're banking on this because they make a good amount from cycling people to come back to them. Uh, especially because if it's so brand new, then they can slap this with a used sticker and it could be, you know, they're literally going to just take off like $2 to it from the new price because their used copies of a game that's just recently out is not discounted at all for the most part. So, I mean, they're still going to end up making that double money. They are going to obviously give them back the in-store credit, but they're probably banking on, you know, those those smaller a subset of purchases or additional purchases because it's one of those things where you're like i'm already at gamestop if there's another game i want then maybe i'll pre-order it or maybe i'll buy this other one or you know it's it's really just trying to grasp their um their business as far as making it like well i'm already coming back to gamestop because i have this credit i might as well buy this other game here yeah, I guess it's really only for return sales cuz in a, like there's there's no way that they're making money on this. Um because if you sell a game for $60, like they they can't sell it again new. Mm-hmm. They have to sell it pre-owned and pre-owned the reason that the they made so much money on it is cuz they paid so little for it. So like that's why they would give you $20, $35 is because that's where they made their money. Yeah. Um they give you $35 and then they sell it for 55. They made $20 in profit. Um so yeah, they're really just losing money with this, which is a little odd, but yeah, you're right. It is just for repeat customers, and I think GameStop's basically just maybe a way that they're trying to dig themselves out of a hole is trying to do like more consumer-friendly things, and mm-hmm. they think people will more than likely shop with them because they're doing consumer-friendly things. That's true. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But like I'm going to be honest, I don't think a lot of people will end up actually returning it. I feel like there's lazy people. There's so fucking many. No, dude. There's so many lazy people out there who would go and then just not get to it. Like I know so many people that I feel like would end up buying it and be like, I'm gonna return it and then just be like, Oh crap, I didn't get to it. That is true. 
And also the fact that it's in-store credit also, like, keeps people from doing it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, well, I guess if you're just consistently returning stuff, then... I mean, there's definitely people who, you know, benefit from this. Yeah, there will be people who basically use it as a rental system. Exactly. Which actually gets super weird because, um, like, certain store managers and districts will actually no longer allow you to, like, shop in their stores if you abuse return policies. Like, so when you purchase pre-owned consoles or any sort of stuff, you can return it um, within seven days for a full refund as long as you have your receipt. Um, And people constantly abuse that. And yeah, in my district, they would actually refuse to sell people pre-owned items because of it. Wow. Could you like like, repeat buy a pre-owned item and just keep returning it? Yeah. Yeah, you could. There was a guy who came in, like, so he'd come in, and uh, he was a truck driver, so he'd have, like, two weeks off or something like that. And he would purchase a pre-owned Xbox One, purchase a couple pre-owned games, he would play it for a couple days, and then he would return it, get all his money back, and he would, like, go see movies or whatever, and then he would come back, like, two days later, three days later, and purchase it again. This all the same stuff, and then he'd return it again before he left. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But I mean, if that, that's you know, people are gonna find ways to game the system. But damn, <laughs> yeah, there's always gonna be people who abuse a policy. But yeah, I I just thought this was kind of interesting. The whole GameStop return policy. Uh, that's about it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys would like to chat with us outside the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Hyde Legion, and you can chat with Josh over on Twitter at the underscore George ninety. I realized last week I never said the ninety. I just said the underscore <laughs> that's okay. George. It's all good. Yeah, because I like listened to the podcast and I got to that part of it and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I remember I remember hearing it and I was going to say something and then something else came up and it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally said my other podcast. That's what came up. Oh, uh, yeah. See, <laughs> you totally wrong people. I was someone else. <laughs> Uh, of course, if you guys would like to check out Josh's written content, you could check it out over on parallaxmedia.one. They've got all sorts of awesome content. And make sure you keep your eyes peeled on that website uh, to get his upcoming interview with the developers of kingdom of night you get to check out all the behind the scenes stuff on uh but apparently no reason why that they would only do melee so that's kind of bullshit but (laughs) i'm not gonna hold it against them i didn't i will i didn't think to ask them i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh that's it for us today thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week bye guys